Hi, Mickey. Hi, Jackie. You're listening to Appalachian Dispatch, a podcast from the Appalachian, App State's student-run newspaper. Appalachian Dispatch explores voices on campus, in Boone, and across Appalachia through your audio diaries. This season, the first season of Appalachian Dispatch, will focus on the ways COVID-19 has impacted the high country. But this isn't just any COVID-19 podcast, it's your podcast. Your voices, your stories. I'm Jackie Park, Editor-in-Chief of The Appalachian. And I'm Mickey Hutchings, Managing Editor of The Appalachian. Let's get to it. I miss not being able to sit in an actual classroom, weirdly enough. I just miss kind of being able to walk into a place and not have to worry about where's the closest hand sanitizer station. You know, I really miss the movie theater, you know, paying $15 for a ticket and then 50 bucks for popcorn. No rest for the weary. (laughs) This week on Appalachian Dispatch, media outlets everywhere have carried us through the last year with stories, education, and information we so desperately needed during the pandemic. College media outlets too have been on the front lines of the virus, reporting on changes it has brought. Online classes, virus spikes, lack of social events, and administrative decisions that are changing our college experiences. This week, we'll hear from our student media outlets at App State, the Appalachian, WASU, and AppTV. First, we'll hear from the staff of the Appalachian student-run newspaper. Emily Broyles is the news editor. For many student journalists, college media outlets can feel like they're actual majors. Hi, my name is Emily Broyles. I'm the news editor for the Appalachian. It's currently 10.35 at night on a Sunday. Um, It's March, let's see, it's March 28th. Um, so right now I'm in the library with my roommate of like three years we met in the dorms when we were freshmen. Um, and we're just doing homework and my version of homework is actually me prepping the manifest for our, uh, PDF version of the paper. That's kind of something that's changed because of COVID-19 and, um, definitely not prioritizing (laughs) my homework in this exact moment in time. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just really weird how, I mean, I've always been super dedicated to clubs and organizations, but I feel like with the Appalachian, it's more of a duty and a service just as, you know, journalism is. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, uh, including like my mom or like some friends of mine, they're just like, you need to like do your, do your homework, like get that, get that GPA going. But I choose to but the Appalachian first, and I don't want, I don't think my advisor, uh, my advisor or my other editors will come for me, because I think we all think the same, um, and yeah, I also noticed that, like, my mouth is super dry, um, drier than it usually would be in past years, I feel like, because I'm always find myself, like, sending audio messages to, like, other editors or friends or people in my other organization, I'm an ambassador at the university, um, it's currently going through a lot of changes, so talking a lot with them, with those people, um, and I just always am finding myself, yeah, just talking and communicating with people, so I always uh, have, like, water with me, um, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's, and I also find myself, like, my social skills have just, like, plummeted, um, I think a lot of people have kind of felt the same way, um, in terms of just, like, 
talking to people face to face and seeing people face to face that you haven't seen in like a year, but you're so used to seeing them on Zoom. Since Emily is responsible for managing the new section of the paper, she's been, of course, thinking a lot about current events. To kind of lay out what is in front of me, I have my computer, my AirPods, my Hydro Flask, and my agenda that are both lavender, um, and my AP stat book because I needed to look up uh, if Asian American had a hyphen in it, and it does not. But I, I remembered seeing the hyphen in New York Times, but I have to remember New York Times doesn't use AP style. And I had to use that because we're writing a story right now on just uh, Asian Americans here at Upstate uh, responding to the racist attacks against Asian Americans in Atlanta on March 16th of this year. Um, the U.S. has seen two big acts of gun violence in the past couple weeks, which is really sad and unfortunate. It's kind of sad and like icky to think that when, when I first heard this news, I was like, oh my gosh, we really are going back to normal. And I don't mean that in a positive way. I mean that like I wonder just if COVID restrictions will lighten up, if we'll see more gun violence. So yeah, I've been thinking about that. But getting back to that reference, those students are responding to those attacks on Asian Americans that have experienced racism since COVID and even before. Lots of crazy stuff that I would never think would happen has happened. On top of her current position, she's also the incoming editor-in-chief for the Appalachian, as well as a university ambassador. Emily knows just how fleeting time can feel, especially when student leaders are facing so much pressure, and not just from classes. <gasps> oh my gosh, I have a discussion both due at 11.59. Y'all, that just once again proves that burnout is real, and time is not real. I have an interview at 8 30 um to help pick out the next end board for the paper i'm going to be the editor-in-chief next year which is really exciting um it's really fun to kind of interview different people for these positions that i will be working with caleb garbillo is the appalachian's opinion editor he said that the pandemic has disrupted the way the paper operates but it's not all that bad some parts of production feel less chaotic when it's virtual even though he is losing out on the organization's feeling of community Hello, my name is Caleb Garbuyo. I'm the I'm a senior. I'm the editorial page editor, uh, or the opinion editor, as I go by, in the production meetings. The thing that's been the most different for this year has got to be production. Uh, it used to be a really painful process where you know we'd come in every Wednesday night, all the editors, and we'd sit through until the paper looked presentable. And you know, time we we'd be leaving from 11 to like 1 a.m. in the morning, and while the total process sucked, it was always very rewarding the next day when we got an amazing uh, printed publication. Uh, but that, for obvious reasons, did not happen this year, so we switched entirely to an online publication, which was a definitely a different feel. There wasn't that sense of community. Additionally, the meetings were a lot different. I personally preferred them because there was a lot more organization to them. It was less loud, less chaotic. However, there definitely was that part where, you know, you're not seeing people face to face, which definitely gave for a different experience. Next, we'll hear from Ansley Puckett, the Appalachian's arts and culture editor and incoming managing editor. Although her life has changed during COVID, she's feeling optimistic and is looking forward to doing the things she misses the most. Hello, my name is Ansley Puckett and it is March 26th. 
I am the arts and culture editor for the Appalachian, and next year I'll be moving up to managing editor. I'm also a junior journalism major here at App State. Uh, this year's been interesting as far as school and you know the paper goes. Obviously, it's a lot different from years previous. I'm really excited. Hopefully soon we'll get back to normal. People are being vaccinated. It's getting warmer. I feel very optimistic about the future, the situation around COVID. Obviously, it's been a really sad year, a lot of lives lost, but hopefully we are moving in a direction that's better and, you know, more optimistic. I hope next year I can see more of everyone in person, for the paper, for classes. It kind of seems like we're going in that direction. I miss that i also miss just like regular life things I, you know i really miss the movie theater you know paying 15 dollars for a ticket and then 50 bucks for popcorn i'm um, not quite that much but at this point i'd spend it if i could just go to a movie theater and see a new movie in person with some you know really buttery popcorn but yeah i, I miss things like that hopefully movie theaters will still you know be around when we're finished, it seems like a lot of people are missing them, as well as missing, you know, like I said, face-to-face interactions. Um, I don't mind Zoom class necessarily, but you know, it'd be nice not to stare at a screen all day and to recognize people. <laughs> it makes it kind of hard with people's masks on. I feel like if I did see someone I knew, I wouldn't necessarily recognize them immediately. So that's been interesting. Yeah, for the most part, just recovering from a long, cold, kind of sad winter. Hopefully things will get better here and we'll have a nice spring and a productive summer. And we can all heal a little bit from the experience that we've all just had. Jake Marklin is the associate news editor for The Appalachian. He says that those early days of quarantine in March 2020 were actually some of his best days of college. And I kind of sort of just moved in um, with my girlfriend and all of her roommates were gone and we just lived together for March, April, and May. And that was the best time, those three months right when it first hit. Um, It was scary, of course, but I didn't have too much schoolwork. The student organization I'm a part of was pretty much put on hold, so I didn't have any obligations as president of that organization. So I spent so much time just sitting outside, reading, uh, going on runs, watching a lot of movies, and that part was really awesome. Jake says that over the summer and fall, he kind of got into the motion of things and things were going okay, but this semester has really thrown him for a loop. This spring has been absolutely insane. I don't know if it's just the burnout at this point or I have more work from these classes this semester or I'm just taking higher level classes, whatever, whatever. Um, But I just feel like I work all day, every day, and my to-do list barely shrinks. Without a spring break this semester, it has been rough. Um, I'm very appreciative of all the App State uh, professors because they've been very willing to work with us. I think most have. Uh, There's been many times where I've had to email and say, I missed this, or can I please get an extension, or um, whatever it may be. 
which has been awesome because there has been a lot of just times where I just can't do it that day. And I'm glad they worked with you or worked with us. Despite the stress, Jake says he wouldn't have traded his time for the last year for anything. Um, my friend posed me this question where he said, this was in the middle of fall, so it was still in the heat of COVID. And he asked, would you get rid of COVID right now? Wipe it off the entire planet. But you have to lose all the memories that you've made during it. And there's, it's, there's no way for me. It's been hard. It's been stressful. I feel like I never stopped working. I feel like I haven't been able to separate work from personal life. I miss not being able to sit in an actual classroom, weirdly enough, all of that. But I've enjoyed myself through a lot of it. Um, and I can't wait to be done with it. But the time I've spent, the amount of reading I got to do, the amount of time I got to spend with my partner, the amount that I've learned about myself, having so much time to self-reflect, I wouldn't trade it um, to get rid of COVID. Now we'll turn to the sports desk. My name is Elizabeth Hutto. I am a junior and I am a student journalist on the Appalachian with the sports desk. Elizabeth actually transferred to App State during the pandemic. But she says joining the paper has given her the sense of community that she was missing with all of us being separated. It was already kind of weird and culture shock because I came from a very small liberal arts college, about like 2,500, 3,000 kids. And I lacked a sense of community for a while coming here. I had friends. I had a lot of friends from high school and from uh, my hometown and church who came here but most of them have already graduated or they're in their senior year and when you transfer in as an upperclassman I'm a junior but I should be graduating this year if I were on track but when you transfer in as an upperclassman it's kind of hard to find a sense of community I don't really feel like rushing a sorority was an option for me because uh, I'm 22 and all the other girls really were 18 19 maybe 20 so when I joined the Appalachian, it was kind of weird just everything being online. I still haven't really met a lot of my co-writers and stuff, my other student journalists, but it helped me to gain a sense of community that I was really lacking because it's just like I've never really done a totally online virtual culture before. And then when I got a new job and started working in the restaurant industry with a lot of App State students that kind of helped me to form a sense of identity but yeah it's definitely difficult you know COVID's tough for everyone but to come into a place where it's like you know you thought you knew all these people but most of these people have already established a, a presence in Boone and they'll be gone anyways it is a little bit weird and so for the Appalachian to be doing what they do just to make sure that the newspaper still has that strong sense of community. It's been just a welcome welcome change that I, I was really craving within my first three months of being here until I joined the newspaper and before I got a job. In a totally different part of the paper, in this year when we're all separated, one thing has really kept us all together, and that's social media. So we can hear a little bit about that from our marketing director. Megan Powell here. It is March 29th, a Monday morning around 8.42 a.m. I'm just sitting here on my couch um, working on school, reflecting on this year with the paper. It's definitely been interesting for me. I serve as the marketing director. 
my first year in this position and I haven't actually met a lot of my coworkers in person, which has been one of the weirdest, you know, changes in being a part of the school paper. But despite that sense of, I wouldn't say uh, discontinuity, we still have created a really great community with editorial board and even our individual desks and full staff. A lot of it can be attributed to the infamous Zoom that we have spent so much of our time on. And yeah, we've just all had grace with each other, understood that this is a weird year and we're going to need more time. We're going to need more support and encouragement. And the staff of the paper, we've just really rallied behind each other in that aspect and held each other up and believed in each other. That's really what I believe has helped us excel this year and have a really good year. Sophia Lyons is the Appalachian's chief copy editor. She says that Zoom might be great for connecting, but it's also made her job harder. My name is Sophia Lyons, and I'm the chief copy editor for University Newspaper The Appalachian and news director for University Radio Station 90.5 WASU-FM. I would say coronavirus influenced my job the most in terms of recruitment. It is really hard to get people to want to sign up for just another Zoom meeting every day because it's not like how it used to be where you would go to the radio station and hang out or go to the newsroom and do something or, you know, go somewhere and meet people. But now it's just like, you know, okay, another hour on Zoom. How different is that from my day-to-day everything else, you know? Do I really want to get on Zoom for two more hours at 7 p.m.? Scott Spickard is the station manager for 90.5 WASU, the campus radio station. But he says that this year has been really hard on their community at the radio station. Typically, the station has doors swinging left and right, DJs coming in and out, music coming out of its speakers, and just a sense of camaraderie. But this year, everything has changed. My name is Scott Spickard, and I am the station manager of 90.5 WASU-FM, Appalachian State's college radio station. Just like so much around our world, our country, uh, businesses, etc., our college radio station has really been impacted as well from the pandemic. Our station, we have fewer DJs on air in a day, in a week. And just overall, over the course of a semester, which is really sad and really frustrating to many of our DJs who are wanting to get as much time on air as possible. We, uh, in terms of our staff, are essentially doing most of our work remotely. We uh, have access to our computers in the station, so we are able to schedule music, schedule our PSAs and our underwriting announcements remotely. And so we really are lacking in the day-to-day conversations, the comes and goes of people in, in the station, and just the natural sense of community that WASU has had over the course of the years. And so an average day looks can look similar based on, you know, if you have a DJ shift, but overall the station looks really different as a whole, which, yeah, is really challenging. And it's been um, difficult conducting staff meetings and station meetings uh, remotely and on Zoom, and we just miss one another. We miss, yeah, working together in person, and it's it's really had a hit on 
me personally and how I feel like our station is functioning as a whole. And I know it's it's taken a hit on, on everyone who's involved in the station, whether maybe a new DJ feels a little bit more isolated and lonely and may not have the, the help that one may usually get in a, in a semester or, yeah, a, a staff member may feel like they're all on their own and in, in doing their job. And so it's taken an extra level of commitment to one another, a uh, sense of initiative for me to check in on everyone and see how they're doing and see how I can help with their work. And so for me personally, I feel like my role has changed a lot. I am, uh, instead of being present in the, in the station a lot, uh, I need to be present on my email a lot and present near my phone so I can answer calls and texts to where, you know, because I can't help by simply just being in the station more often than not. And so it's been um, been tiring looking at screens, tiring um, having virtual meetings, and yeah, just a kind of sense of, of isolation has been really hard. Scott is also a senior at App State, so... Having so many of his lasts during this year of COVID has been, of course, a weird experience. This whole year has been such a whirlwind for me as a senior, experiencing my last semesters of college in a really difficult environment, in a place that I'm not able to see many friends often, where I've been really limited to hanging out with my roommates and my girlfriend. And so I'm really thankful for those people who have been a sense of community for me when, when that has been hard to come by. Overall, I'm feeling excited about the future, also nervous and hesitant too. I know Boone, um, for many people, can become a, a comfortable place to be, kind of get into your routine and your rhythm with your friends. And all of that is about to change just with the transition that is looming. And so amidst the chaos of just this whole year and all that's going on and the looming transition for me, I am kind of hanging in there. I'm doing okay, leaning on my, my friends and family to yeah provide a sense of normalcy and just a sense of, of being okay. And I think that's what this year has been all about, really. Next, we'll hear from members of the Appalachian Weekly News, a student-run broadcast. Anna Muckenfuss is the producer of the daily and weekly news programs. She says that the pandemic hasn't altered her job very much. What does a day in my life look like? <laughs> really depends on the day of the week, really. No rest for the weary, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, this semester, ever since we started doing uh, the dailies in the studio, it's kind of changed up what my week looks like. So of course earlier in the day I, I have class, but on, on Mondays and Wednesdays in the evening, uh, we do have production for the dailies in the studio. So sometimes I will I will be in the studio late at night. You know, if there's technical issues, I, I can be there pretty much from 7.30 until closer to 11 sometimes. And you know, that's not fun, especially on a weeknight when you're tired and you know, you've got other homework you want to do. Fridays, of course, are really the busiest for me because the, the entire day really is is spent on production. So really, <laughs> from the moment I wake up on Fridays, I my entire focus is the show. You know, really, COVID didn't really 
affect us very much at the end of the day. I mean, last year, you know, when we were first sent home, you know, we were still able to put a newscast out. We just had to approach it in a different way. You know, there's there's nothing ever really keeping us from doing it. Uh, it, it just you know, changed the pre-production process. Um, and, you know, that's something that, you know, we've we've really seen this year as well. So really not like, not a whole big difference. I mean, yeah, are, are we wearing masks in the studio? Yeah. Are we following some guidelines to make sure that people are being safe and no one's coming in, especially if they're sick? That, that does change things up a bit, but I, I don't think it's it's made a huge difference. As far as my job as a student leader, Ultimately, Anna says, the pandemic has taught her how to be resilient. She hopes to pass on that resiliency to the student media leaders who come after her. Really, this entire year for me has just all been about rolling with the punches. It's so much easier to roll the punches because they hurt a lot less. And, you know, I I hope that's something that I can at least, that I have passed on to the people who will be staying behind or, you know, who, who worked with me this year. If, if that can be my only legacy, I, I really hope it's that. Because in this industry, you know, it's, it's really important for people to be flexible. Katie Garceron is an anchor for the Appalachian Weekly News broadcast. She said the pandemic has made her day-to-day life as a student take a complete 180. Okay, so a typical day for me in COVID starts with me waking up early in the morning. I usually go to, most of my classes are in the mornings, so I go to all those classes. Then I typically try and find some time to work out. I find that working out has been a staple to maintain during COVID for my mental health. It's just a great release and it really helps kind of de-stress, if you will. And then I usually end up going to work at some point. I work at the front desk in the Holiday Inn, so I usually do home work there and check people in for about seven or eight hours. Then I typically come home, make some food, and try and get some more homework done before I go to sleep. If I really need some mental health time after work, I try and give myself, you know, just some hours to just relax, watch TV, do my thing. But I mean, COVID changed my experience at school drastically. Normally, I would stay on campus for hours on end and do homework there and not even have a job. But because of COVID and because everything is online, I do have a job and I don't find myself on campus anymore, which deeply saddens me because I love being on campus. I love being around other people. I love that environment. I love learning in an atmosphere outside of my home or my bedroom. And I've just, I've learned a lot about myself as a personal learner and about just how I, how I, you know, interact with others and how I work best. And I find that I work best when I'm with those people face-to-face and when I'm around them face-to-face and getting it to interact with them and kind of build relationships that way. I just miss kind of being able to walk into a place and not have to worry about where's the closest hand sanitizer station. You know, who's not wearing masks? What's, you know, what if someone here has COVID? I I miss not worrying about that. I miss just being able to walk into a classroom or the gym or a bar and feel comfortable and feel safe without anxiety. Um, I guess the happiest change that quarantine has given me is kind of valuing my mental health more because prior to the pandemic I was constantly go 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 and I never took breaks and I never kind of let myself be and my mental health has really declined in the pandemic 
but I think that that was a good thing at the same time, kind of a blessing in disguise because it taught me that I do need breaks. I do need to slow down. I do need time to myself and I deserve that time because before I thought that if I ever gave myself a break, I was lazy or I wasn't doing enough or there were other people that were doing more than me. And the pandemic definitely changed that because I realized that not everyone can go, go, go all the time. You do need that break. You do deserve that break and you perform better when you have that break because your mental health when you're running on zero and you're running on empty other things in your life other than your mental health start to kind of diminish as like I mean like your your schoolwork your relationships your your job all of those things like your performance start to decline because of your mental health declining so I find that giving yourself those breaks maintaining that mental health and staying you know connected with how you're feeling inside definitely affects your work on the outside and completely can change 180 um, your performance and how you feel about yourself ultimately. Like many seniors, Katie says she's anxious about what comes after graduation. It does make me nervous for the future and I am scared for graduation, but I mean, I am optimistic at the same time. It's just kind of put a damper on finding a job in a market with COVID because jobs are so limited, especially journalism and uh, reporting jobs right now. Katie says that prioritizing her mental health has been the key to managing pandemic-related anxiety. Things I've been doing to feel normal amidst the chaos. Hmm. Just trying to live in the moment. I have a lot of anxiety and I deal with a lot of stress and anxiety and depression. And so kind of just trying to maintain normalcy in my life by, you know, still seeing my small group of friends here and there to kind of maintain social interaction, as well as just trying to, you know, network in different ways with people than normally I would face to face. I'm just trying to, you know, communicate a lot via email, via phone, text, Zoom, just trying to maintain those relationships is how I feel normal amidst all this chaos as well as my job kind of still having a job and still being able to work has definitely provided me with some sort of normalcy during all of this what I've been doing personally is kind of choosing a day every single week that I want to give myself a mental health break and kind of stepping away from my responsibilities and my duties and just kind of letting myself be and relax and I think that's extremely important right now because you need kind of that day to reset, give your mind a break so that you can perform better for the rest of the week. Ultimately, Katie says the pandemic has taught her valuable lessons about being a journalist. But I mean, overall, I think that as much chaos as COVID has caused this world, it has gotten me really excited to be a journalist because I'm excited to expose to people what's going on behind the scenes, how people really are feeling, how people are really being affected, their stories, because stories are what humans survive off of. It's what we live off of. It's how we relate to one another. It's how we just, you know, feel compassion for one another. And I think that storytelling is such a powerful tool, especially during a pandemic, because people don't want to feel alone. People want feel like they're being heard and people want their stories to be told and I think that it's a tremendous time to step into this career just because you can provide that to people you can be their outlet you can be their voice and as much as you know mental health has declined and where we might be scared instead of using that to like hinder my abilities I want to use that to propel me to do better and to help people and to be there for people that need me just like when I needed people they were there for me.
So Jackie, this is the part of the show where it's our turn to share our audio diaries. So what did you share with us this week? Yeah, so this week I kind of just shared how this year was really different from what I anticipated and how we just got through it all, things I'm missing, that kind of thing. What about you? What did you share? So I took an unconventional approach. I took y'all with me to the radio station to record my break, my news break for WACU, which is the only time of the week that I get to go on campus and feel like a normal student. So less of a stream of consciousness and more of just a journey. (laughs) Can I just add that I fully relate and that is also the only time that I feel like a regular student again. (laughs) Yeah, and it's also just so dismal in there. It's so quiet. Everything's wrapped up in plastic. Yeah. Don't see people. Yeah. So as normal as we can get. Definitely. As normal as we can get it. Cool. Let's hear him then. Hello, this is Mickey. It's Wednesday, March 31st, and it's 10.44 a.m. So it's Wednesday, which means that I get to go to the radio station and record my news break, which is the only time that I get to go on campus every week. So looking forward to that. I live pretty close to the station, so it's not a very far walk across campus, which is something that I miss doing. All of my classes are online, so I don't really get to see campus that much, which is sad because it's, you know, my senior year. So, I'm on my way to the studio, and it was like a minute and a half walk from my house, so I'm at Beasley now. studio about to record my break and what's really sad every time I come in here is that I don't usually see anyone else like there are automatic lights in the station that turn off and on when you walk by and the lights are always off when I come in here so this feels very lonely but today I saw Scott the station manager and the dude that comes in before me to record his sports break so that was nice being able to see (laughs) other humans in the studio, which is rare, but let's get to see other faces. I'm about to record the news, which will air this afternoon. WASU The App. This is your afternoon news report. Good afternoon, I'm Mickey Hutchings. In campus news, in state news, national news, now for your sports update. Now for your afternoon weather update. For 90.5 WASU, I'm Mickey Hutchings. Gotta sanitize after touching the keyboard and the mic and stuff. It's fun. Putting my mask on now. Turning off the um, air light. And we're done. And that was my 30 minutes on campus for the week.
My name is Jackie Park, and I'm the editor-in-chief of The Appalachian. So this year has not been the year I thought I was getting when I accepted the role of editor-in-chief. It's been a lot of late nights or early mornings, depending on how you look at it, and Zoom calls and failures and successes and tears and laughter all at the same time. The thing that really got me hooked at the Appalachian was the community I found here. I've really, I think, made friends that are lifelong and true and of people who work to achieve the same mission together, which is something that I really value in my life. And so to be apart from everyone this year, amid everything, amid the crazy news cycle and election and COVID, was probably the hardest part of it all. We haven't gotten to spend late nights in the newsroom together or go to conventions or just be together and be walking through Walker Hall and see people and just have it brighten your day because you know you're going to see them later in the newsroom. You know that y'all are going to be exhausted and you know that you're both going to be working to achieve the same goal. That has probably been the hardest part. I would say that for me personally, this year has taught me so much about myself as a journalist, as a leader, as a human being, really, working at the paper. Because we've covered so many things. We've covered marches against racial injustice down King Street. We've covered the death of one of our students. We've covered our SGA elections and the presidential election from Boone. So I sort of think that when you report on a story, part of it always just sticks with you. I remember stories I wrote my freshman year And the first person I ever interviewed is someone that I still talk to, and we joke about that very first interview. So I think that it's like little pieces of it have just stuck in my brain forever and kind of changed what's going on up there just a little bit. And I know that this year is the year like no other, and it is the year that will stick with me for the rest of my career and for the rest of my life. Thanks so much for listening to our first episode of Appalachian Dispatch COVID-19 edition. Coming up this season, we'll hear from other on-campus organizations, students, and members of the Boone community. Appalachian Dispatch is a podcast from the Appalachian, App State's student-run newspaper. Our intro music this week is June by Bobby Richards. And our cover art is by Haley Canal. Special thanks to everyone at the Appalachian Weekly News, WASU, the Appalachian, and our news advisor, Allison Bennett-Dyke, who inspired us to make this project. This is Jackie. And this is Mickey, signing off. See you soon.